se recomienda las dosis de refuerzo de la vacuna contra el COVID-19 para ciertas personas. Para más información visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia. Podescue Podcast is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Hey, I'm Pantsless Aaron. This is Stevie. And I'm Augie. And we are Because Fuck You, That's Why, the podcast that's all about playing games and having fun. Our games are mostly based on British panel shows or British game shows, but we'll play just about anything that catches our attention and imagination. Our show is all about laughs, so please come by and have a great time. Why? Because, because Fuck You, That's Why. The Podeskew Podcast. I am CJ. With me, as always, is my hetero life mate Rico. What's up, man? <laughs> I told you, dude. I warned you. <laughs> I warned your ass. Well, we're not doing another take because I think it might kill you. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we need to science the shit out of your throat, motherfucker. How's yeah, that? yeah. No, I, I I woke up yesterday and it was like fuck you. So. Um, yeah, yeah. So not it's good. not good. not sure what's happening there, but it is what it is. So can I recommend some fucking tea and honey? I uh, I I may do that. I may actually do a hot toddy after the show, but I do have chloroseptic spray I've been using as well. So sure, yeah, um, yeah. That's yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it's allergies because two reasons. Number one, I'm 100. percent uh, vaccinated. What I mean by that is like I've gone through the entire incubation, like post period. Mm-hmm. So like I am, I should be 100% COVID safe at this point. And also, literally, I have a white car that you can write on with your finger because of the amount of pollen on it, and it's white. Ah. So if it's if it's that bad, you know. So you know, it's uh, yeah. I never get allergies that much, but I was getting pretty allergic yesterday. Um, getting pretty allergic. Well, I mean, how do you get allergic? The, well, I mean, I don't really get allergies, but like in this context, I was getting allergies, so I'm using the context like I was getting allergic. I don't know what I was allergic to, but I was getting allergic. Whereas you're just a jerk. <laughs> what? Anyway, yeah, um, my eye was like moist as fuck. Like it just, it was not clearing up. It was. What I, if I told you about letting those my, guys come in your eye? At least wear goggles or your glasses or something. Come on now. I mean, I'll I'll tell that to the uh, lucky motherfucker who blasted <laughs> in my eyeball. But uh, <laughs> you left that door open. I went through it. So I yeah, I got nothing else to say apart from you know. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, welcome to the first fucking thirty second episode of fucking Podescu. Not even. Um, well, no, it's more than thirty. Two minutes. We got through two minutes. Yahoo. Well, yeah, I got through two minutes. Just that's it ended with a guy blasting me in the eye. Um, <laughs> it took right, that look, long. So yeah, my um, eye was all 
fucking fugly and and I it didn't matter. I kept squir- I kept adding more shit to my eyeball to try and fucking clear it out. Sure. You know, eye drops and everything. It just wasn't working. Um better today? A little bit better today, but you I mean like I close one eye and you're still a little a little blurry. Well, that that might be better for you, honestly. So well, I still see with the other eye. Um <laughs> All right, so we are here. We're today. we're off to a roaring start today, aren't we? Uh, more of like a squeal start. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> okay, so we did kind of want something a little bit laid back and easy for today. So we and also one of the- we want something a little more serious. We did a comedy at the last. Well, not the last. Yeah. Uh, the last episode was a was a return to Oz, which is a bit, but primarily comedic too. But the last topic that we had like last film discussion we had was a, a more of a comedy so we wanted to go a little sure. more serious on well, this one to be i would i would argue this movie is a little bit of both oh well, yes but compared to compared to yes i but i would yeah, i would agree with you it's turtles for sure no and it's but it, you're right it's not like a, it's no schindler's list either like it's no but <laughs> this is definitely the funniest ridley scott film I, you know what? We might have to talk about his films because I, I don't know that I know his film. I'm sure I know his filmography without realizing his filmography. You know. Well, let's let's first explain what movie we're doing today. Yeah, we'll go ahead. There. So, The Martian, you know, with fucking Matty Damon <laughs> and a who's who plethora of of superhero actors. Oh my god! That, I mean, this this movie is like, oh my god! There's Winter Soldier. Oh my god, she was in Fantastic Four. Oh my god, she was in Dark fucking Phoenix. That X Men. It's 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 star studded for damn sure. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the the ultimate fucking irony is this is the like one of the best ensemble casts, but it's also where Matt Damon is by himself ninety percent of the film. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird dynamic. It really is. It's it's like if you took Castaway. You know, and then like when he interacts with everybody, it's a plethora of oh my god, why is fucking Daniel Day Lewis in this movie? You right, know what I'm right, like, yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure, yeah. Um, but see, there was the comedy of The Martian is really fucking intriguing because Ridley Scott is known prominently for making a bunch of serious sci-fi films, Alien, yeah. Prometheus. I'm looking uh, at it Blade now. Blade Runner. Yeah. Well, Blade Runner's got a not as much as The Martian, but it definitely has those some comedic moments to it. The first one did. I didn't see the second one yet, but I mean, me, I guess it's, but it's very noirish. It's still kind of. Oh funny. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Ridley Scott also directed that Hannibal flick, Hannibal, the okay. sequel to Silence of the Lambs. So he doesn't really do comedic stuff. And so to watch, and I think there was some misconception. Oh dear God! When what? There's a Gladiator sequel coming. Yeah, I've been hearing about that for a very long time. Okay, all right. And so it's, it's one of those ones I've been talking about for like 20 years, and it's never going to yeah, happen. I heard, like, I actually heard a rumor that the uh, the musician Nick Cave. Do you know who that is? Nick Cave and uh, the Bad Seeds. Yeah, he, he does yes. the song "Red Right Hand." I had to. I know. I had to think for a second. I know who it is. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like apparently buddies with Russell Crowe, and uh, he he pitched a fucking 
Gladiator sequel of all fucking things. And I guess he wants to like make it where uh, Maximus is in the underworld or something like fighting like Gladiator style arena. And I'm just like, no, thank you. Like, but I don't I don't fucking get it. Of all the movies to make a sequel, Gladiator does not need it. You know, no, no. Um, it's interesting. He's but, done some commercials, but Raymond they're like, Scott? but they're considered shorts, so they're on his IMDb. But they're actually like commercials, huh? For like Chanel Number no. Five, the perfume, and for Apple Macintosh, yeah. That's okay. But they're considered video shorts, so okay. Yeah. Maybe they're I I, I don't know. Uh, but uh, I was saying uh, Ridley. Uh, for The Martian, there was this whole misconception when people saw the trailer and then went and saw the movie, they thought it was going to be a straight-up sci-fi horror film like Alien. Sure. Like Matt Damon on Mars by himself. Creatures, yeah. And then what we get is fucking Castaway on Mars, and it's it's a pretty fucking funny film. I'd argue, I'd uh, argue better than Castaway. I mean, I'm not even. I I I like it better than Castaway for sure. I don't have an opinion. I think either like if if you were to tell me, oh, Castaway's better or Martian is better, I wouldn't be able to disagree. I'm like, you uh, like what I, you like. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the first time you've ever conceded that. Um, I will. Well, in, in terms of those two films. Oh, okay. I uh, because I because I'll say. I mean, he. I don't know. I. I mean, as great as Tom Hanks is, I. Well, first off, I mean, in the same vein, I think Damon got snubbed like a motherfucker for the Oscars on this thing. Like, he he deserved I it. I don't think this. I don't think his performance was Oscar worthy. Oh, personally. I do. I do. I think. I think it was that level. Um, the other kind of comedy that I'm seeing, going back to Ridley Scott for a minute, that I can see that would maybe qualify, and it would depend on what you think. But Matchstick Men. I've never seen Matchstick Men. You would like it. It's it, it, and here's why. It's Sam Rockwell, which I know right. immediately is like check mark for you, and mm-hmm. then Nick Cage, which not so much, but for it, you. It but playing con men. No, I know of the film. I okay. just have never sat down and watched I, I it. I think you might dig it. I'm, am I going to think? Do I think you'll watch it and be like, "Oh my god, it's the best thing I've ever seen"? Not by a long shot, but do I think you would enjoy it? Yeah, probably. I think I think both the Scott brothers are immensely talented because Tony Scott was his brother. Okay. Um, Tony Scott, director of mm-hmm. he did Man on Fire. He, he worked a lot with Denzel. Yes. Um, he also directed one of my all-time favorite flicks, uh, True Romance. Tony Scott, unfortunately, did kill himself. Mm-hmm. Um, believed he jumped off a bridge. Uh, that yeah. I don't know, but I can find out if you. Really... I be- I think he jumped off a bridge. Um, um real quick though, I, he didn't. Oh, he did direct. There we go. He I I couldn't find Blade Runner in his in his list, but it's here now. I found it. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he only did Alien. Uh, he didn't do any of the other ones, but he also did N- come not... back. He did Prometheus and he did Alien Covenant. Okay, I was gonna say he did. Yeah, I was gonna say he did those two. No, uh, yeah. In terms of like the because Alien Covenant is more is still technically a sequel to Prometheus. Sure. That's why you know it's it's the Alien franchise. At some point, you and I will do a fucking Alien franchise deep dive. Oh, good. Um, 
Well, no, you and I, I you, you may have forgotten it, but like I said, next Halloween for the month of October. No, I do, yeah. Horror. You're right, he did, he did jump off a bridge, Tony Scott. Yeah. On uh, August 19th, 2012, the, the Vincent Thomas Bridge in San Pedro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Martian is, see, like, this is one of those movies where I don't, I, I can't really find a whole lot of plot holes to kind of rip it apart. I'm thoroughly entertained. But then, luckily, I could sit with Stephanie, and she could find all sorts of things. To just oh, God. Know. Well, here, first off, she likes the film. She oh, liked good. The there, 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 that's, that's a positive. I'll take it. Yep. But she did have, like, she, she, you know, I think Steph's argument is when a movie is going to be rooted in science and they're going to explain every aspect of science. And this one, this one really is. I mean, they consulted with NASA a lot for this film. This is not, yeah. When you're, I think her argument is when you're correct on certain scientific things and even over explain it to show your credibility and then kind of ignore other things. Like her, her whole big beef is he did an awful job at uh, the surgery on himself in the beginning of the film to the point. Look, for those who have not seen The Martian, here's the premise. He is. Tw- uh, OK, the, the the year is 2035. Yeah, that's the thing that was never really clear to me until I started reading about it is what year it is. Yeah, right. And these astronauts are on Mars and then there's a. A storm a coming. Here's here's the other thing. I actually did look up. According to IMDb and and whoever wrote this trivia, I'd like to hope it was an actual fucking scientist who knows what the fuck they're talking about. Otherwise, they're just <laughs> they're very fucking good at bullshitting. And now I'm going to take their their trivia at face value. Uh, a quote unquote storm on Mars is the equivalent of a like a breeze ruffle your hair. It would not be as chaotic as it's shown in the film because there's something about like the density or something like they even goes to fall go as far as to say that the atmosphere is so fucking different than ours that you you would have to in order to like talk to someone next to you, you'd have to scream at the top of their at the top of their voice to get them to hear you. So. They obviously can't do that because it'd be Matt Damon screaming the whole fucking time. Um, but like the storm is really just a gust of wind. But for the sake of what, whatever, there's a storm. He gets hit by some by a piece of radio antenna. Machinery. It's a radio yeah, he gets antenna. Hit by, yeah, he gets hit by a radio antenna. It gets launched across the fucking, you know, blah, blah, blah. And because it's a thick storm, they can't see him. And they're forced to leave with out him without Mark Watney. They assume he's dead. He survived. Uh, he he did not suffocate in fucking space because his suit, like the the antenna, like clogged up his his the antenna and his blood kind of clogged up his his uh, hole in his suit, mm-hmm. and he was able to fucking survive and limp to the. Ha, the the hab the habitat little fucking thing where they you know his little base, and he proceeds to you know pull this antenna this piece of antenna out of his stomach, but he doesn't clean the wound, and he doesn't 
Like basically, stuff was like she did her own research of like, is what he did, like would he have survived that? And ultimately, they said no, he would have died from like massive okay. internal bleeding as well as sepsis and shit like that because he didn't clean anything and blah blah blah. All right, so to to harken back for a minute, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on one second. Did you find the that fucking random bit of? IMDb I didn't find trivia. that piece of trivia, but I found a thing on Martian storms, like actual, like real life Martian storms. Speed, the speed of the storms averaged between 130 miles an hour to 214 miles an hour wind speed. So, okay, that's not a gentle breeze. No, <laughs> I I agree. I, I'm not. I'm not. Like, and I, and I, no, no, no. And I I will defend you that you just read what you read. Like, I'm not saying that you're saying definitively that's what it is, but whatever, whoever wrote that shit doesn't know or didn't do the read. Cause I, now look, the thing I'm reading here says that, uh, the, the storm started the one of the storm, the storm that it's specifically referring to started at 61 kilometers per hour, which according to this, hold on. It didn't hold on. It's, it's doing me. It changed it. Okay, still, six, so it started at 61 kilometers per hour, which is, for I'm going to round to a whole number, it's 38 miles an hour, which still is not a breeze. It's not death, but it's not a breeze, that's for sure. And it stopped at 94 kilometers per hour, which is 58 miles an hour. So, again, not hurricane force and probably not to the level that they depicted on it blowing the MAV over, but certainly mm-hmm. not a breeze. <laughs> so... It's somewhere in between the movie and reality, you know, or, right. or what the guy said, I should say. This is what that motherfucker said. The atmospheric pressure on the Martian surface averages 600 PA, 0.087 PSI, about 0.6% of Earth's mean sea level pressure of 100 kPa, 14.69 PSI. It is so low that a, quote, fierce storm, as they put it, would be something akin to a very light breeze messing up your hair. Author Andy Weir admitted this was his biggest inaccuracy in the story. Due to the low air density sound would not travel like it does on Earth, and you would have to stand next to someone and scream for them to hear you, providing you could survive this freezing cold temperature, poisonous atmosphere, and lack of pressure. Well, you also have to figure a couple of things, right? So, number one, it's 2035. So, presumably, mm-hmm. they've done all the research. They're also in spacesuits that do pressurize before going outside every time. That's how the thing blows the fuck up later. So, and they're using radio comms to talk to each other. So, they're not talking and hearing with their, like, you know, they're kind of talking like you and I talk to each other right now. They're not talking like they're in the same fucking room with each other. So, like, right. I don't know. Whatever. No, no. no. It's just an interesting. I, I mean, Steph texted me in the middle of all this. She's, I, I misspoke instead of sepsis. She was just like, no, internal bleeding or infection would have killed him. But here's here's where we get to the crux of it. It's a fucking movie. And Thank I'm you. Will, I'm willing I say to, this shit all the time. I know, but but my I I do see Steph's point of view, and my problem with sci-fi films is that when they're going to push the scientific aspect to it really fucking hard, it does create some muddlings 
when you're going to put the fiction in. <clears throat> yeah. If it's if if this was Star Wars, then it's like, all right, it's fucking sci-fi. It's a different fucking universe, a different different fucking galaxy. Blah blah blah. You can basically do whatever you want at that point. Yeah. Right. I mean, my biggest one of my biggest gripes in the Star Wars franchise was fucking Queen Amidala doesn't isn't really showing that she's fucking pregnant. But then I'm like, well, maybe she's not human. I, we, I think they I look think, like fucking humans. I think that I always thought the thing that, scientifically speaking, that pissed you off the most was using the the hyperdrive on the ship to destroy the other ship from Last Jedi. But scientifically, week, was, scientifically speaking, I mean, I, I had more of a problem with the fucking light speed skips in Rise of Skywalker than I did like doing a kamikaze. But whatever. All right. Enough. I mean, visually it was fucking amazing. That's, no, that's visually fun. it was gorgeous, but that yeah, we're, I wasn't talking about that part. So, but I mean, I I think I would have preferred because it, it looks like Matt Damon just like cut like pulls out a fucking antenna ball out of his stomach and then staples his fucking like wound together. He doesn't clean it. He doesn't fucking like. He just jabs himself with a bunch of fucking needles. Presumably they're they're um, morphine or something. But, like, he really doesn't do a whole lot to just, like, pull something out of his stomach. Um, so I get Steph's point of view on that. Uh, but I'm I'm willing to let it go for the sake of, ac- of you know, as opposed to accuracy, as opposed to entertainment. Like, I have a problem with, uh, in, in fucking Castaway, fucking Tom Hanks busts his own tooth out with a fucking hockey skate. Actually, it's a figure skate if you want a technical. All right, a figure skate. And, like, I'm kind of, like, surprised he didn't, like, get some form of blood poisoning from infection. You know, because the only thing he's got is fucking salt water to clean that out. Right. I don't know. No, you're you're not wrong. I mean, that's the same same idea. I mean, for <laughs> when I saw that, I'm like, well, at some point if I have a dead tooth and I have no money to go to a fucking dentist, I'm just going to fucking Hockey bash skate my tooth in a rock. Out. Yeah, yeah. Or a, yeah, a figure gonna, skating a rock. Yeah, I'm going to fucking, you know, goon my own tooth out. But, like, that would probably fuck up my jaw, like, really fucking badly. Yeah. So, point is, is don't copy things that you see in movies. Yes. Uh, yes. But Matt Damon does a fucking incredible job in terms of... He, it's believable that he is that intelligent. And the, the... Well, and it's also, see, the other believable part for me with that, and I, 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 eventually we're going to go back to the beginning because I have some stuff to say too, but um, not that we're that far in, but you know what I mean, um, right. is that you, you have to look at it this way, right? At least it's the way I look at it. I don't think you have to, but it's the way I look at it. They can only send so many people on these missions. Like, you can't send, like... A hundred people on these fucking missions. You can only send they they send six. I'm assuming that was probably the at the time like the really kind of like the the cap like that was like the number. Right. They have to consider body weight and everything. For oh, all these but yeah, but not just that. So so it, it to me and yes, if I if I understood everyone's and they don't specifically say what everyone does, but if I understood everything, when I went all right, there was a doctor there, technically. I think Sebastian Stan's character, whose the name is Beck, I think it was. He, I think he is an MD doctor. Becky? Yeah, I think I think I think he's an MD doctor among other things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, when the part that you're discussing with Damon pulling the antenna out of him, he's not there anymore because the other five think he's right. dead and fuck off. 
Um, but it's not inconceivable that all six of them would receive some degree of medical, like like field field medical training, like like army people get sometimes. You know, like sure. they're not they, and it's a, and that's a whole other discussion. But there are people that have gone to the army, gotten medical training in the army, and cannot come come home and act as doctors because it's not considered doctor training and their, you know, whatever. Now, I think you can use that to get into med school faster or whatever. That's a whole different conversation. But the point is that it's conceivable that Watney and all the other people were given some degree of medical training, maybe Mm -hmm. not to the level that he should have to deal with something like that. But when you're alone on Mars, it's do that or die. So, you know, and I I guess there's theoretically that he could have died anyway. I'm not going to argue that, you know, like to Steph's point about the internal injuries or or even if it wasn't sepsis, maybe that could be a thing. Even though she didn't say that, it could have been a thing. Yeah. Yes, it's possible, but it's also conceivable to me that he could take care of that injury to a degree. You know what I mean? I, yes, yeah, I agree. I mean, for the sake of the story going along, yes, okay, he he has enough medical knowledge, just like we all do. Like, okay, if someone's unconscious and not breathing, you can perform CPR. You don't have to fucking be a medical doctor, sure, to know that you know. Well, and but also, fucking... like, I, I I'm pretty certain even now when they send people to space, which isn't happening as often because right. of a whole bunch of things, they're given some degree of, of like, if, if this happens, this is how you medically, if this happens, this is how you deal with it. And we're not talking about like a headache. We're talking about real, you know, serious shit too. You know, maybe, maybe this movie is, is the aftermath of Trump's space force. <laughs> no, cause it came no. out long before, but yeah, but yeah. we don't know that. No, well, um, yeah. Um, Anyway. I mean, I, I, I mean, I get it. Don't get me wrong, but like, I you get her logic. I do. See, I do. I, I, I'll tell you what. One thing that I kind of had a fucking like. Oh well, that's just fucking convenient. Damon is like later. He finds the Pathfinder. The Pathfinder. Like, yeah. Well, that's a real yeah. thing, though. That actually exists. Yeah. No, no. I'm not saying that's not a real thing. I know that's a real thing, but he found it by walking on it. And it's covered in fucking dust and sand. Like, he literally is walking on a planet. He's the only one there. And Mars is gargantuanly bigger than fucking Earth. Okay, I think I'm missing where you're going here. He's he's walking on on an incredibly huge, vast desert. And he kind of knows the general area of where the Pathfinder will be. Right. But it's covered in dirt and sand and blah, blah, blah. And he happens to literally stumble upon it. No, see, I, 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 I think I don't think it's that simple. I get what you're saying, so like I understand where you're coming from. But I think, and and it's 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 a little thing that they don't explain. But if you pay attention, I think you get like that map when he decides to go up and try to find Pathfinder. Mm-hmm. He. It, it's very specific coordinates. Like I think he knew exactly where to start, kind of like shuffling around to find the thing. Like I, I don't think he was in a general like grid. I think he knew exactly where that thing was supposed to be. You know, I would buy that if. But it seemed like the way they edited the film, it made it seem like it was he just really he found it really quickly. Whereas like if it just showed him kind of like 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 a five second thing of it, like him shuffling back and forth, and they sped up the process of him just trying to find it. It just seemed like out of, that was more like out of the odds a one in a billion kind of situation you well, know it's like it, it's like finding a fucking 
you know, a needle in a haystack type of thing. Well, or a fucking, you know, hey. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, uh, just to back up for a second, you had mentioned to me, I think, I'm pretty certain off air, that you had wanted to watch this with the director of commentary or a commentary of some sort. Did you or did you not end up doing that? It, 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 I was not able to do that because it was not on my DVD. Huh. I looked. I oh, I, well, I'm was, sure you did. I don't doubt that. But yeah, I went through setup, and there was no. I mean, there were extras, but there I didn't watch any of the extras. But there was not a commentary, so I did watch the movie as it was. I wish you had gotten a chance to watch the extras because there's a mockumentary in there mm-hmm. of what happens post Watney coming home. Um, okay, I'm glad you brought that up. Well, but it's not about Watney. It's about. It's actually about Sebastian, um, not Sebastian Stan, um, Sean Bean's character and Teddy and uh, Jeff Bridges' characters. What happens to those two after okay. the mission? So it's not it's not about Watney. Watney's just done, story wise. Steph fucking hated the ending of this film. Of course she did, <laughs> Be- because her her argument was. Okay, well, see, I have to reveal the fucking ending. So, as usual, well, here's our why don't we wait? Why don't we wait, then? All right, when we get to the end. I mean, I'll we are going to get all... there, so we will still, certainly still talk about it, but yeah. Okay. Um, I want to talk about, <clears throat> and I'm sorry, to the audience, guys, My, I, I woke up this week not feeling very good. I'm trying to push through the episode, but I apologize for my voice right. in advance. I know we kind of joked about it earlier, but I think it's only going to get worse. Um, I um, so. I saw this movie in theaters, mm-hmm. um, and I saw it in theaters reluctantly, to be honest with you. Um, I happen to be, I happen to be, why, I'll tell you in a second, but I happen to be out in Vegas visiting the family the mm-hmm. week after the movie came out, and my my sister hit me up and was like, hey, uh, we're, you know, she's married, so it's like myself and my husband and a couple of our friends were going out to the movies tonight. You know, mm-hmm. while you're here, do you want to do you want to come out? Do you want to just come out? Let us go to this movie. And I'm like, well, what movie are you seeing? And they said The Martian. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, I never even heard of it. Like, it was mm-hmm. just not on my radar in any capacity. And she goes, oh, it's about a guy who gets marooned on Mars, or I forget exactly how she described it, but she didn't sell it very well. And I'm like, that sounds terrible. Like, I want nothing to do it. No, no, I don't. I don't want to see this. And then. Being my sister and the fact that they live in Vegas, she immediately went with, you're here like once a year and you don't want to spend some time with me. So I was like, fuck. Or, 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 all right, fine, I'll go. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, ha- like half the family's going to go fuck off to go see a movie. What are you going to do, sit at home? No, it was just my sister and her husband. Like m- mom and stepdad and everyone else didn't go. Like they are off. The- I could have hung with that. Like, I mean, I wasn't just going to be me. Right. If Yeah, it wasn't like a... The whole family went to see Into the Woods together on a different trip, and I ended up going to that, and both my stepdad and I were both like, what the fuck did we get ourselves into? This is awful. But <laughs> that's a different conversation altogether. The, ori- the original play uh, for The Wolf, it, it's more anatomically correct, so be grateful that you saw like the fucking Disney version. Uh, it's I... literally on stage. It's a dude in a wolf costume with a big dick. Well, it, okay. Well, there you go. No, it, it was funny. For in the, I can do the end of the woods in like thirty seconds. So, like, we got there early because it was a bunch of us. I think it was like fifteen of us that went to this movie together. Like, it was a, it was like my cousins, and it was a bunch of us. And my stepdad and I ended up sitting next to each other. And you know the, you know like the 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 pre, and you've been to 
hundreds of movies, Rico. So, you know, like before the movie, there's like that, uh, I forget, there's usually like, whatever the show's called, and they're talking about different movies that are out and whatever. Mm-hmm. And it at one point ends up talking about Into the Woods without any spoilers, but it talks about how it won like a Golden Globe for Best Musical. Or something. I might be wrong, but it won an award for being a musical. That's all I remember. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it was a Golden Globe or whatever. And the two of us look at each other immediately and go, musical? And then it goes dark because it was like the last thing before the movie started. And we were like, fuck. And then <laughs> two hours later, yeah. So, CJ. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Anytime anyone drags you to a movie, watch a trailer. For fuck's sake, just watch one No, l- well, no, I mean, A, I trust him. No, he didn't know either. We were both like, what the fuck? So it wasn't just me. Well, at least then you could tell him, yeah, it's a musical. You didn't watch the trailer? Yeah, well, anyway, so going going back to The Martian. So she's like, we're, you know, so she guilts me into going to this thing. Um, and I, I, we come out of that movie and... She was like, so what did you think? And I was like, that is like the best movie I've ever seen. Like, I fucking fell in love with that movie immediately. <laughs> it, 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 is, it is hands down one of my favorite movies. Like, no joke. Like, if I was to do... I, I don't know that we've ever done just top five favorite... Like, we have, I think. And I, I, The Martian, yeah. I don't know if it's top five, just because of the things that are in my top five, but it's certainly top ten, you know, if I was going to expand it out. It is... It is I've watched this movie... Dozens of times at this point, um, if not a hundred. Like I've watched it a lot. Wow. Yeah. I think I've seen this movie like maybe six times. Tops. Nope. I've I've I'm I'm definitely somewhere in double digits. Where I'm not sure, but yeah, that's I've seen this movie a lot. Look, the good news is you could shove this in Mark's face, be like, "See, I like good movies occasionally, motherfucker." Well, it depends if Mark thinks it's a good movie. <laughs> Look, you know, whether it's a good movie or a bad movie, you can at least agree it's a funny and entertaining movie. It, it, it's, that's, it, that's, yeah. the, that's the for thing. For sure. I uh, First off, another thing I'll say is Michael Payne is a goddamn national treasure. Mm-hmm. That dude is grossly underrated, I think. He, he definitely uh, is capable of being a good actor. He doesn't just do the... You know the hey, what's up, boy? You know, he doesn't do the fucking. But you even get a little bit of this. You get a little bit of that in this. Still, maybe not as like Vato, you know, but it's certainly there. You he's, know, he's he's you know he's very reserved, but he's still jokey. There is a uh, a portion that I read that's in in the book. <laughs> in the book, neither, not neither of us read the book. Which yeah, I've not makes read the book. Question, you love this movie so much. Is this a book that you would read? Because probably. you love the movie. No, probably. Well, yeah, yeah. Fucking read the book then. I don't have time to read a book. Like I you don't have enough time to read a chapter a night. Oh no, I don't. <laughs> okay, you have enough time to read a page a night. Okay, yeah, and if I recall, this is a pretty thick fucking book. It'll take me I like two know. years to read the book. All right, read fucking three pages a night. I'll, all right, get off my balls. Will you come on? I'm going to fucking be, like, unable to do a Rico's Reads one time and be like, all right, here, CJ's going to read fucking Martian. Yeah, no. No, he's not. <laughs> um, okay. Um, we've uh, already heard a- how much trouble I have reading the Return to Oz reports. You think I can read a book on fucking camera? No. Sorry. Well, you know you have two hours. You can take as much time as you need. I know, but I get to edit the the, the Oz reports. You don't, People don't hear my fuck-ups. Um, anyway. Yes, we do. <laughs> Not name. All right, I'm moving. All on. right. the The point I was going to make is apparently when the when the crew 
decides to go back and you know rescue Mark. They have a contingency plan, which is if they fuck up or something goes wrong, uh, they all decide that Johansson is who's the smallest one will be the sole survivor, and the rest of the crew will commit suicide, and she can eat them. And bear, bear with me. Uh, that way to not waste food, and then you know she can sure. fucking be the sole survivor, and blah 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 blah. And when obviously, spoiler, everything fucking works out. Apparently, Martinez, played by Michael Pena in the movie, says, "So, who were you going to eat first? And she like walks away from the conversation. He's like, "No, no, I thought you liked Mexican." That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. that's a part I absolutely been like, motherfucker. That would have been so good to see that movie. Just like no, I, Ma- yeah. Michael Pena making that joke. Yeah. Oh, but he also does that thing where, I mean, he and Watney, like, they have that 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 love-love-hate relationship. And I say it that way because they clearly both care about each other's people, if nothing else. But they love fucking with each other. You know what I mean? So It, was, it was revealed in, uh, from what I read about the book is that they are considered best friends to each other. Okay, well, there so, you go, yeah. Which so. is probably why Martinez was the one who read the fucking, you know, uh, letter from the crew to him in the first place, was oh, doing all wrote, the correspondence. Did, 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 yeah, doing the correspondence, sure, that makes sense, you know. Because, I mean, ultimately, it should have been the captain, but they're like, nope, we're going to go for the best friend. I didn't, I didn't, I mean, there's a captain, yeah, there's commander, but I, I never got the impression from this crew, and I, it's what I liked about it, that there was, like, that hierarchy. Yes, she ultimately was... Commander, and and there's certainly a couple times where she pulls rank, but like as a whole, it was very much felt more like a collaborative effort. You know what I mean? There, you know, officially were titles, I'm sure, but you know what I mean? Like, sure. yeah. Well, actually, according to uh, the book, apparently in the book, <laughs> in the book, uh, fucking Watney is actually the lowest on the hierarchy. I could see that though. I mean, I'm not saying that as a shot because at him, but I can like, see hey, that. You're yeah. the motherfucker who dicks with plants. You're the botanist. You know? Yeah, yeah. botany's yeah. not a real fucking science, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> also, I like how they stretch the fucking like f bombs in this movie to the, as high as they could. They got two. They got the two. They got two official ones. But when he is, oh yeah, because he's not it, actually saying it. Yeah, he doesn't say it. Yeah, but the subtitles reveal it. It oh, really? I never watched it with the yeah, subtitles. Yeah. The subtitles say, what the fuck, even though... So if you're deaf, you don't know that he's, he's not, not saying, saying it out loud. <laughs> what about when because, the guy's reading back the... Because trans- no one can hear you fuck. <laughs> what about the when the guy's reading back the translation when he's like typing to them and he's like, does it lay that out too? Because I've always been curious what it said. Apparently... In the book. Yeah, yeah I've, I've heard this, too. I know where you're going with this. Yeah. I he wrote, reading. look, a pair of boobs. And he wrote out, like, parentheses, period, parentheses. To make the boobs, yeah, yeah. He made the boobs. That's all he did. I always kind of envisioned him being like, yeah, fuck you guys, you <laughs> cock-juggling <laughs> piece of shit. Like, I took it, too, yeah. Uh, yeah. Enough, look, like, I like this movie not nearly as much as you do. Sure. But Matt Damon's performance... In the whole exchange between like him and NASA, I fucking love where you're just like, hey, Mark, you're being broadcast live. Watch for your language. And his reaction was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. love that reaction. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, typey, type, type. 
eat my shit, you aspy lunkers. Like, yeah, something again, yeah. like, you know, fucking. Oh, I know, foul. I know. Like, yeah. you know, like, he, like Matt Damon drops. He just like, he's like, you know what? I'm going to reach out to Kevin Smith and find some good fucking shit to say to you guys. Right. I mean, like, I mean, that's really what it is. He's like, you're right. Because when, when, when you, you just know. When when Vince Kapoor is like, you know, be careful, everything's being, like you said, everything's being broadcast, and he goes, oh, yeah? Like, you just know, even if you don't actually ever know what's said, you just know at that point. But if, if he does follow this source material, him doing the boobs thing is pretty fucking funny. It is pretty like, funny, yeah. Boobs! Yeah. Um, it's also, you know... Um, I felt I did feel like they the other one the other one you talked about them stretching out the other stretch out is like when Vince is when when Teddy asks Vince so well, how, you know what's the botany te- or the what's the farm team's result I forget what they calls the team but like what what are the results on on Mark's crops and he goes they begrud- they begrudgingly say he's doing a good job what do you mean begrudgingly well he's, he tends to tell them to go have sex with themselves every time they question one of his judgments so like that's another way of stretching out the fuck you without saying it you know which i'm just imagining matt damon like having a like or not matt well mark watney being told by a bunch of scientists like oh well how did you he's just like are you fucking kidding me (laughs) i made potatoes on mars with shit yeah uh i i do feel like they wasted one of the, the the actual fucks in that movie though i feel like they actually wasted one of them um when he comes in after he like takes everything outside and he like takes off his and he takes a big drink of grape juice or whatever the heck it is and goes, oh, fuck you, Mars. Like that, I feel like was wasted. And where I actually feel like it should have been used was, you know, um, when he's talking about colonizing Mars and he goes in your face, Neil Armstrong, that should have been fuck you, Neil Armstrong. Like that should have to me, you know, or or have him say fuck you, Mars, when he gets rescued. You know, just be like, oh yeah, so, yeah, but I mean, like, I I just feel like they wasted that one. I did, I do like though, like, just the the um. First off, I thought the use of GoPro cameras was genius, mm-hmm. so that it, you know, some of it looks like it because GoPro is a high quality camera. So I mean, like, you're sure. still getting cinema quality shots, but you're also yeah. getting that real POV as opposed to like trying to force a POV over his shoulder with, like, a real, you know, like, expensive camera. Like, not that GoPros are cheap. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, as opposed mm-hmm. to, like, or or, or 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 doing a POV where it's just the camera actually walking instead of Watney. Like, all the POV right. stuff, it was, was Matt Damon walking around with a GoPro on his shoulder. You know what yeah, I mean? He's like, walking around in, like, Jordan. Like I think it was no, I, I, it's not. I don't think it's Jordan. I'll look because I don't think it's Jordan. But well, I, there, he did them too. There was like Hungry was one of them, and then. But that was the like, indoor. The Hungry stuff was indoor. That was the indoor studio they used. I think um, outside it was like Jordan or something. It was over in that area. I just don't remember if it was Jordan. That's all I'm saying. I'm not arguing the the yeah. Damon has one of the best lines of this, also where he says, "I'm gonna have to science the shit." Oh, out of I, it. and I've said that multiple yeah. times now when I've had to solve something even if it's not a science problem i think mm-hmm. i think i even said like i'll actually i'll give you a really good example that you will appreciate of all things so like when i got the new setup not the desk that i have but just the new computer setup that i have to do this show to do pot of Skew with you like something mm-hmm. wasn't working right like that and it was before i started freaking out about Deb. deb's like so what do we do and i'm like oh i'm gonna have to science the shit out of this like i yeah mm-hmm. I, I i've done that a couple times um you're right it is jordan by the way 
Um, cool. So yeah, there's also some interesting like references, like the name Mark for Mark Watney. Sure. Derives from the from the word Marcus, and Marcus I believe means of Mars. Oh, I don't know. I don't think of it. Yeah, I'd have to according look to fucking IMDb, blah 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 blah. Um, there was also like because we know of Ares as the god of war. Correct. Thank you, Wonder Woman, for helping us with our fucking, you know, Greek mythology. Thank, thank you, God of War, for helping me with my that, Greek mythology. That also yeah, too. Yeah. So. What they what they also what you may not know is that the Roman equivalent to Ares is Mars. Yes, so that, I, I knew that, but yeah, some people right. may not know. Yeah, and that Hermes is the patron saint, or no, is like the patron god of of bringing somebody back or something, like the the savior of rescues or something. Uh, I'm, I'm, I know it's a it's the medicine god. I'm, I know that. I think no, no, no her, I think Hermes is the messenger god. Oh right, 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 uh, right. yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's nice that they threw these kind of fucking little things in there. Um, the rest of the cast, if we could talk about, because it's got a, this has got a huge. Oh yeah, cast. we we haven't got a lot to get to still. I think, like, I'm yeah. not. Yeah. Um. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because. Um. I, I I kind of feel like Jessica Chastain could have been like her role was could have been played by somebody else. I have nothing against Jessica Chastain. As an actress, I think I think Molly's game, she's fucking incredible in yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. So um I think she's great in the it fucking movie. Uh I just felt like she just gave such a fucking low key performance as the commander or whatever that it just really didn't do much for me. Okay. I heard it was supposed to be originally Kate Blanchett. I think Chastain was better than I don't think Blanchett would have fit mm-hmm. that role as well. And I like Kate Blanchett. Like, like I'm not. I don't have a thing against Kate Blanchett. I just don't know. I don't know. I just. I just felt like. Um. Just to back up know. real quick, Hermes is was actually known as the god. You're right. It was an emissary and messenger, but he was also the protector of travelers. Okay, so I was kind of right. It was like protecting somebody or bringing somebody back. So yeah. So that, travelers. but that would explain why you call the 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 uh that ship that takes him to and from Mars the Hermes. Right. I mean, yeah. Wouldn't so. That would be because you you grew up Catholic. That's Saint Christopher, right? The patron saint of travelers. Uh, and I, oh Christ! I I think so. Yeah, I don't I don't yeah. know that I don't know like below below the apostles all that well. Okay, I just know? I always thought like saint the only one the only one I know below like the apostles really well is Saint Anthony because that's the one for of law lo- like finding lost shit. Okay. Cause there's a, no, there's actually a prayer you're supposed to say out loud to help, like when you've lost something to help you find, it. and it could be something as simple as like a pen, like it doesn't have to be anything like, you know. Uh, but the 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 prayers, uh, dear Saint Anthony, please come around. Something is lost and can't be found, and it just it's supposed to help. Well, my mom, my mom used to chant that shit when she would like lose her car keys and stuff. Well, maybe that's what Wadi was doing when he was fucking looking for the Pathfinder. That's why yeah. he found it. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> Um, um, Michael yeah, Pena, you, obviously we talked Michael about Michael Pena, you know, no, I was just going with you. I was, yeah, like we got Michael Pena. I, I'll be honest with you, like it did not occur to me that was Bucky for a long time. Like I did not put that together. You know, it's weird. I'm finding, I'm seeing other random movies where he pops up before like he was Bucky and like. Well, no, because I Black think, Swan. I th- right, but I th- 
Well, right, like Black Swan. I remember that, but I'm pretty sure because The Martian's 2015. So that's smack dab in the middle of the Marvel stuff. That's Yeah, but he had only... I, my, my point is that he was famous for just being in the Marvel films. And then to see earlier films, like, holy fuck, it's fucking fuck fucky. Because like Captain America... Captain America and Winter Soldier, like so, the first, the mm-hmm. first Avenger and Winter Soldier are both before the Martian. Yeah, but he looks fucking completely different. In oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 absolutely. But I'm just saying, like, he even looks to me, he looks even different in First Avenger than he does in in this film. So I don't it's know. It's the hair. Yeah, oh, it is. It, it, it the irony now is he looks a bit more like current day Bucky in the Martian than he that he has up to this point. Like, he looks Falcon Winter Soldier Bucky now. You know? I think he's just, you know, I just think it's a guy who looks like Mark Hamill out in space. Well, okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> you want to talk about plot holes, though? We're going to jump around a little bit here. Like, I did not, there's one, I, there's a couple I have, I mean, look, as much as I love this movie, there's still problems <laughs> with it. What? You just argued with yourself. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> look, let me, let me, let me <laughs> I was. I know what. You interrupted and argued with yourself for ten seconds. Go ahead. <laughs> no, that, I mean there are there are some issues. Like I, uh, number one, there's six people on this trip, right? Yeah. Five of whom, you know, for the the bulk of the movie, have fucked off for good reason, but left all their shit there because they like had to go. Like it was like a now or never, like get the fuck out kind of thing, right? right? You're telling me. Out of six people, only one person brought music. I'm sorry. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't buy that nobody else had any music anywhere else in that fucking place. So that the only music he had to listen to for what's presumably four years is... I think it was was actually established it was just two years. Okay, well, still, for... No, because he said he didn't. At one point, he said that at the end he didn't have a shower for an hour and a, a year and a half, and I think it was there for a lot longer before that time period. So, I would say at least two and a half years, maybe three. Okay, but regardless, you're telling me there was no other music to listen to on that anywhere else. Uh, I don't buy it. I don't, and especially because Johansson had ear earphones. When he's going through the shit and packing everyone's stuff up, Johansson had a set of fucking Beats earphones. Mm-hmm. She had music. Maybe it was worse than Captain Lewis's. Who knows? But maybe she was just she was just a bigger fan of podcasts. And Mark Waddy was like, well, I'm not "God damn it, Potaskew better been on that fucking Mars trip." That's all I'm I, saying. I but... really fucking. I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, um, I'm, I'm, but I'm serious. And then, like, the the only time he's watching anything at any point is an episode of fucking Happy Days. Yeah, I didn't buy that. Like, like I get his whole thing is, like, I got to science the shit out of this. I'm not going to, like... But, like, show me an extra scene of him, like, just trying to relax, you know? Well, I think you get a little bit at the, right at the beginning when he first, like, after he first, like, takes care of himself. You know, like, those first, like, two days that he's there but my point is i i don't need a whole lot of him relaxing but like i get you know especially because when he goes to get the um hexadecimal chart to communicate with nasa he finds like computer games from the 80s on her computer right and like early i think one of them might be early 90s but that's i'm not going to split hairs on that but that but that's presumably that there's also 
potentially music from that decade. Maybe. Like, I I don't know. I just, I know it's, I'm I'm, probably nitpicking, but like, it just felt odd to me that that was the only music he had access to the entire fucking time he was there. That's number one. And number two, no, God, no, what do you want to say? I, I would like to say I think it was deliberate to have the disco music for the sole purpose of being able to have oh, um, yes. one him bitching about disco music, but also for the end credits to be, uh, love train. You know, I will survive. Well, love train and I will survive. They do both. I, yeah, I know, but like specifically just for the lyrics of "and so you're back from outer space." Oh, I know. There's a lot of space. Well, and there's other music in this that's not he listened to. Like they do, they play "Starman" by Bowie at one point. You know, that's another one. That um, was a weird fucking song for that montage. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It was. Just, it was. It, it kind of no, no, could no, 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 no. It, 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 if I'm right. And I don't. If, uh, you're gonna force me to look it up, I'm sure. But the Rich Parnell is a steely-eyed missile man is from that song. That that not the Rich Parnell part, but the steely-eyed missile man is from that song. That's a lyric. I don't know. Yeah. So um, I'm not forcing you. If you do it, it's of your own volition. No, because now I'm gonna get annoyed if I don't look it up. But well, um, yeah, okay. Yeah, I force you. <laughs> yes, you did. Um. But yeah, no, that that's let's see. Uh, I know it's from a song here somewhere. Hold on, uh, I can't find it now. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, that's that's why I think that I'm pretty sure that's why that that's connected. The the other the this one this one I think I have a bigger problem with the music one was just like a okay that's a little stupid but like whatever. Mm-hmm. To your point, it's so they can give him the thing to bitch about and tie to. I'm okay with that. Whatever, right? Right. But. When they decide to blow the the airlock to slow down the Hermes when they're trying to sa- save him at the end. Right. They make Beck go to the airlock from the outside. Yeah. He could have gone to the airlock from the inside. I understand after he places the bomb, the only way back, he could have gone through the space station or the Hermes, not space because it's actually a ship, but he could have gone through the Hermes like everybody else, to the airlock, and then gone to the outside. Like, I don't understand why he had to go through the outside to get there. Like, that's one of the ones I'm like, what What now? That felt like like a, like a line of dialogue was deleted unnecessarily, and it just kind of added confusion. What do you mean? I'm with you. Well, no, I'm there's no dialogue. I don't know whether the, I didn't bring up dialogue, so I don't know where you're no, coming no, no, with no, that. No, I'm talking about for that specific scene of why they made him... Like, he could have just gone through, I'm with you. Okay. Why? I just feel like they didn't explain that, and, like, it felt like they did explain that, and then, like, to trim some fat, like, Ridley Scott accidentally deleted, like, an explanation. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was was the biggest thing that I didn't, and, like, that didn't occur to me till like, you know, a a second, not maybe a second, but, like, a a later viewing. Like, I, you know, I watched, and I'm like, wait a minute, he could have, yeah. Like I again, yeah. I get, I get the once you've placed the bomb because you had to place it to the outside of the door. Like I, I get that part that okay now right. you have to go back the other way. But like he could have gotten like, what, what the fuck here, you know? Um, yeah, I did like, I do like the the simulated gravity on the ship. I thought that was pretty, pretty awesome. That was cool, and it, and I, it, I, and it was a way to explain it, unlike like. 
Like, I know you're not a big Star Trek person, but, like, Star Trek is just like, oh, you just, there's just, there's just, just like, and, 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 and a lot of other, like, like, actually, Guardians of the Galaxy, when they're in the prison. Because remember, Rocket turns off the simulated, and they say, Rocket turned off the simulated gravity. Like, right. Whereas this, they actually had a way to explain it with the spinning, Mm -hmm. because the spinning is what, you know, for those that aren't familiar with, like the reason there is gravity on the Earth is because it spins. <laughs> same, same idea. That's how, you know. Take I don't that th- flat earthers. Uh, yeah, right. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think honestly, like if we're gonna get into the scientific, the scientifics of it, and to to stuff that like stuff was talking about, I don't know that it was spinning fast enough to simulate Earth gravity. But like, okay, you know. I don't know if she had a problem with that. Well, I don't know I'm if not, she even thought of it, but like I'm that's not, something not I've because I've I've watched it enough that I was like I don't think that's spinning fast enough. For, but I also don't give a fuck. Like that's not like I have I got that's I got a bigger problem with the airlock thing than I do with the gravity thing, you know. So whatever, you know. I got I got I got more of a problem with the sort of pseudo ending, and I happen to agree with Steph on it. But we're we're not there. We'll yet. get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, but I. Y- yeah, I don't. I, there's all. Well, I don't know where to go next, but like I, well, I we're, we're still bridging through the cast. So next on the crew was Kate Mara. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Wait a minute, I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah. Wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years, because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. We're gathered here today to join Mike and Jill in holy matrimony. So they may file jointly this tax season. And you are? April from Tax Act, the tax filing software with the expert guidance to help you file for less and get more. Works for me. So, Mike, do you take this woman to love, honor, and get her a maximum refund? I do. Jill? Ditto. I now pronounce you married, filing jointly. I always cry at filing status updates. Tax Act. Switch to Tax Act today and start for free. See TaxAct.com for details. Um, yes. So yes. I don't see her a whole lot anymore. She's kind of been eclipsed. Um, I think she's still a fine actress. Uh, her younger sister is Rooney Mara, who got a little bit more attention because she was the girl with the dragon tattoo in the American remake. Well, do we think that, and I'm asking because you know you follow this shit more than uh, I do. And she's, she has worked pretty, I'm looking at her IMDb, she's worked pretty consistently since the film. Yeah. Um, so it's not like she's just fucking disappeared, but she's not, she, but like, as far as I'm concerned, she's not like, she keeps almost getting star caliber. Like she, as far as I mean, she's right. So she's in a lot of great movies and you think, oh, she's just working her way up and she's been kind of consistently staying at the, like, well, in her own mind, fantastic four was supposed to be her. Right, which came superstardom, which came out the same year as The Martian. And that's what I was just about to ask you: Is do you think that the Fantastic Four, because of how terribly it was received, hurt her? Yeah. Like, do you think that's yeah. why? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Which and is her fault alone? Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Oh. It's a, that's a shame because that's not her fault. But, but I mean, she's also she was in House of Cards, which she was in House of Cards, and she's good in House of Cards from the little I've seen. Yeah, I haven't seen but... it, but I've heard good things. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's, dude, I, I would not start it. Like, it, it's, 
it, after the last four years that you and I went through is what kind of like, yeah, ugh, I've heard, I want to yeah. see like um, politicians like really in my face for entertainment value. She she's in something I've heard the name of a lot, but I don't know how how good it, it is. But she um she was in Chappaquiddick, which I I haven't seen either, but I heard it got a lot of like critical praise. So maybe that's good for I don't know. But I think I, I actually enjoyed watching her in this film. I felt like Oh yeah. Yeah, agreed. Uh I don't think anyone I, did a particularly bad job in this film, personally. No, every, I yeah. think everyone I mean, I still think Jessica Sustain was kind of just bland in my But she wasn't but bad. It was bl- there's a difference between bad and bland. So agreed. Yeah. I just felt like someone could have convincingly been more of a captain than she was. I just didn't feel any authority. Kind of like how you were saying earlier, like it just felt like a unit and everyone had an opinion. But it's like, well, if that's the case, what's the fucking point? It just felt like, yeah, yeah, could have been I can someone see that. who could have commanded that presence a little bit better than her. Um, what I was kind of surprised was uh, Bucky and fucking Sue Storm being a couple because they don't give any hint to that whatsoever until like when he's about to go out in fucking space and, or he comes back into space and then she kisses his fucking helmet. There's one other and, hint to that before it. But you're right. There's not much. There's one other hint. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm just saying there's, there's right, one other. Hint. Right. When, when they get the supply restock at, at earth without actually going to earth, but they get the restock. Mm-hmm. He's, and he never actually goes outside the ship, but he's in that airlock in the suit. still, like waving the, like kind of guess like, guiding, um, Pena's character. Yeah. Cause I, the name escapes Traffic me. Control. Yeah. He's playing that kind of role. And while she's while he's doing that, she goes down into the spinny section and stands at the window and watches and like presses up against oh, the window. Oh yeah, I remember that. And I only noticed that in like maybe two viewings ago. Like that's a new. I didn't really. It, it's subtle enough that I didn't catch it until. Because you're right. Up until up until I noticed that, I thought there was only that one, like real reference when mm-hmm. when she k- kisses his helmet. You know, so it just it just. It's nothing bad. It just was kind of surprising. It's just random. Yeah, it's kind of random towards yeah. the end there. Uh, yeah. And apparently in the book, like, Watney is aware of it. And the captain, uh, fucking, I can't remember who it is. Commander Lewis. Lewis. Lewis is aware of it, but it's sort of that open secret. And she allows them to sleep together. As a way of like saying, well, let's not fucking like hinder. Let's not your rock morale. the boat here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. You know, as long as like it's not like as long as NASA doesn't know, that's fine. You guys can. And that's actually something that Ridley Scott kept wanting to push in his fucking space movies. Like he wanted casual sex to be a thing in Alien, but it just didn't. There were only so many female cast sure, members sure but he kind of but he put it in prometheus okay uh there's a whole point where like charlie Theron's character sleeps with the fucking captain and it's such and it's it's more of just like we're not even attracted to each other it's more of just like hey that today was fucked up do you want to like go bang and like uh, i'm horny you're horny let's go deal with it yeah like, yeah, yeah it's kind of like it's it's the equivalent of like hey i'm gonna go eat a sandwich you want to join me <laughs> you know yeah 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 um, I actually okay, like so, I actually like Kate Mara's character though. I like Beth Johansson. I like her too. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. No, but I'm saying she, outside of Watney, 
No, I was gonna say my, I was gonna say she's my favorite person out of Watney, outside of Watney, but no, it's got to be Michael Pena's character outside of Watney. Michael Pena's yeah. fine. In terms of the crew, I would go, you know, Watney, Pena, uh, Mara. Uh, nothing against. I love how you, I love we did like character actor actor. <laughs> nah, whatever. All right, Damon, fucking. Uh, no, I don't care. I just thought it was funny, you know. So, um, I not for nothing, like. The character Johansson really just doesn't do anything for me. I, I, he just doesn't I, do anything. I, I, he think, makes a bomb. I, think, I think she's attractive and she's a bit of a geek, so I think that's probably what does it for me. Oh, you know no, 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 I meant who, uh, who's the fucking German dude? Oh, Vogel. Vogel, that's who I thought. Uh, Vogel doesn't do jack shit apart from make a bomb. Like, he, they, like, they purposely made him do nothing until he needed to do something. I thought the telemeter. Well, he's also one that receives the the maneuver. They send the maneuver because he's the tele, he's the telemetry guy. Like that's his thing. So they send uh, him just, that, okay. and also like, and, and they make some jokes about it earlier because like, um, she because when no no because when 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 um, Johansson's handing out the the or sending the emails out from the data dump to the individual accounts or whatever. She goes, I don't want to see that weird German fetish porn. And he goes, those are, the, those are telemetry updates or whatever. And he goes, she's like, whatever does it for you. You know, like. Speaking of random dumps, I thought it was absolutely hysterical that of like all the fucking shit that David went through. The one that he comments on was like, Johansson. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's, I, she may be little, but she packs a big punch apparently. That to me was like just a, a literary type of thing. Like I felt like it was probably the easiest to, to roll off the tongue is maybe why they picked hers. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Martinez, Jesus, Vogel, Jesus. Yeah. I don't know. Lewis, Jesus. I don't know. I'm just I saying. I, I, yeah. Um, okay. So we talked about the crew. How about, how about the fact that you have, um, Wong and, um, what the fuck is the character's name now? Um, shit. Well, the actors Chiwetel Ejiofor, but they're both they're fucking both oh, in uh, Doctor Strange uh, like the next Mordo. year. Mordo. There you go, Mordo. Yeah, like you have Wong and Mordo in the movie together. Like I remember watching Doctor Strange for the first time, going, "Oh shit, it's the guys from Martian." Because by that point, right. I had seen it so many times. But yeah, it's. I mean. As far as I know, the only person who's not been in a superhero movie in this is actually there's two. There's Sean Bean and there's fucking Jeff Daniels. Uh, what was Chastain in? Dark, Fe- uh, yeah, Dark Phoenix. Okay, all right. She's the villain is or something. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, um, Mackenzie Davis. Oh, Ma- Mackenzie Davis may not have been in one. I don't think she okay, was in one. Okay. Okay. Uh. Okay, so, but my point is... No, I get it. A lot of them have been, yeah. And I guess whoever the fuck played who was Vogel, I guess he's just not... Although, it wouldn't surprise me if, like, oh, he was henchman number seven in fucking Buck, you know, uh, uh, Winter Soldier. I'm looking now so. because I'm curious. Well, does does Cloverfield count as a... Because I've heard people say that. I've heard superhero movies. Like no, I'm Marvel saying, but does Cloverfield TV? count? I've heard people tell me that. That's what I'm asking. No, I, no, it's close. Cloverfield? No, it's closest to fucking Godzilla. If you consider Godzilla a superhero movie, then yeah, sure, Cloverfield works. Yeah, I, I haven't seen either, so I'll trust yeah. you on that. Uh, I'm looking at... Nope, that's a war movie. Okay. Yeah, I think I think you're, you're right. I think he's the only one. Well, Sean Bean 
and well, right on, Jeff yeah. Daniels. And I mean, you might as well look up Mackenzie Davis because I don't fucking know. Uh, I got gotcha. you. Hold on. I, I'm right. I'm right on the MDB for the Martians, so it's easy to kind of jump back and forth. Um, and before anyone says, "Well, Matt Damon," I'm like, "No, no, no." Matt Damon was in Thor Ragnarok. Yes, he was. He was which, the other. Which, he was the by other the way, not to go off on a complete fucking tangent here. But I was watching. Are you? I know you don't watch, but are you familiar with the show Legends of Tomorrow, the DC show on the CW? Yes. They make a direct reference to Thor Ragnarok in the last episode. Okay. So in this DC world, they've watched a Marvel movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I still kind of like harken back to like in Man of Steel. He went, you know, when Clark Kent's a kid. He puts on a blanket over himself and, play, and pretends, to be, a, Superman. And pretends to be a superhero. And I'm like, yeah. who yeah. is he imitating? Yeah. If he's um, the first superhero, who is he imitating? To answer your question, no. She has not been in a... Okay. The closest so, thing, and they're not, but the closest thing that she's been in would be either Blade Runner 2049 or Terminator Dark Fate. And either of those are really superhero films. So, no. No animated things either like she didn't do some random voiceover shit for like you know a marvel film no 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 okay. nothing like right. that so four actors out of the whole fucking roster because even fucking Kristen wig was cheetah yep you know now, granted, uh, no 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 granted she was in this before she was cheetah so like some of these people were not like i'm just saying some of their superhero appearances were post martian but fine yeah. But eventually, so what I'm saying is, hey, Marvel, hey, DC, you need some fucking actors? Watch The Martian. You got a great fucking plethora of four people. You got four people left. I was going to say, there's not a plethora. You're down to four, but. To be fair, I'm actually kind of surprised that Sean Bean has not been cast in a fucking Marvel or DC film. I'm going to check that in a second, but give me a moment. Because I can see him being like. Like a government official or something, like for Shield, because he he uh, transitioned from being a villainous actor to being a he's like the Liam Neeson, you know he, he's he's more of a uh, a hero now and and more sympathetic. Like he did a he got a lot of like praise in Game of Thrones. I would have thought for sure they would have shoved him in a Marvel film after Game of Thrones. Let's see. Um, same with Jeff Daniels. I could see Jeff Daniels go both sides. Like I could see in, it's not a moral, it's not a superhero thing, but he is in the new Hitman game, the newest one. He's in that. Who? Uh, Jeff Daniels? No, uh, Sean Bean. He's in the Hitman game. Mm-hmm, he's a voice. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Again, I, Daniels, I know that's not. I, I, I just thought you would like that because he's got a I, he's got a very unique voice too. That's you know. Oh, Sean Bean yeah. is a great. I mean, look. He is easily one of my all-time favorite Bond villains because he fucking look. You, you look what Bond quizzical. was he in? You, you look quizzical because you, you're not a big Bond fan, but he was the villain in Goldeneye, the first Pierce Brosnan. Ah, okay, movie. okay. And the, and the cool thing was that he played Agent 006, and he was like best friends with Bond, and then you know he faked his death and then came back for vengeance and blah, 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 blah. But God damn it. It's highly entertaining because you look at, you're like, it's Sean Bean <laughs> as, as a rogue fucking agent 
hell bent on it's kind of like uh the skyfall storyline sure. where a previous agent goes you know uh uh has revenge on m and shit like that but it actually is a little bit more coherent um um all right so not no to your point yes he was not in any superhero dc okay. or marvel here's an interesting thing though just because i'm i'm having to look he was in a movie with the guy who played vogel okay a war movie called age of heroes I'm sure you probably never heard of it, but never just, heard I of just it. I, it's funny because I was I just happened to I remember seeing that two minutes ago looking at Vogel's you know IMDb mm-hmm. list and just the fact that they were in that together. Sure. Um Yeah, I'm not. You're right. He's but, not. But every but but everybody else, even just fucking, about everybody else. Uh, yeah. Even uh, um, um, Donald Glover. Yep. Which what? honestly, I thought this was Donald Glover's first movie. I know I'm I'm wrong, but I I thought it honestly. It's the first time I ever heard of the motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he, he'd obviously been in other shit, but this was he was known. No, he's he's in, been in some movies before this. This is not his, yeah, but yeah, he, but he was more prolific in on TV. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just looking and, at the and as a, he, uh, I, I didn't even know this, but apparently he was the first African American writer for fucking like. 30 Rock or like in the 30 Rock building. Huh? I mean, I wouldn't, I I can't tell you I'm surprised by that. Not just the show 30 Rock, but for like the first black writer in the 30 Rock building. That's, that's, I don't know if that's true because I'm like, well, technically Tim Meadows was on SNL, but maybe he didn't write anything. Um, And Eddie Murphy, I guess they didn't write anything, but like he was, it's just weird. Tina Fey has come forward and said that the, at the top of her head, uh, Donald Glover is the only person she was like, this motherfucker is like, like when he was ready to leave 30 Rock, she was like, you definitely need to leave because you are set for stardom. Yeah. Like she's like, yes, you're wasting your talent here. Please go forth and become a star. Do you interested in hearing a kind of a interesting thing about Donald Glover and the whole superhero thing or, or no? Are you referring to the Miles Morales thing? Yes. I know all about it, but you could let, you could share it to uh, the audience. So in, in there's an animated show called The Ultimate Spider-Man, where in two episodes, Donald Glover voices Miles Morales. And then mm-hmm. ultimately, when he shows up in Homecoming, and I'm told he might, I thought I'd read that he might be in the next one uh, in some capacity. He's actually Miles Morales' uncle. Yes, he is. He's the Prowler. In, well, yeah, but he's not because he's not in the. But, but he, yes. it's the same character, but same he's character, not the villainous yes. prowler. But yes. it's the same guy, uh, Aaron Davis, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So I just I, but, that's kind of interesting to me. But you know? the, the crazy thing is that Miles Morales was based on Donald Glover, so I think it was the show Community or something. He actually is dressed up as Spider Man, and that caused a whole wave of fans saying. Make Spider-Man black and have fucking Donald Glover play Spider-Man. Yeah. And so they create Marvel created Miles Morales as a response to the overwhelming uh, uh, support of having a quote unquote minority play Spider-Man. So they created half African-American, half Hispanic Miles Morales. And at that point, Donald Glover was deemed too old to play a teenager, but they based the appearance, at least they uh, started it on Donald Glover. So okay. 
which is why it's good that they throw him a bone. He plays the voice in Ultimate Spider-Man, and that you know, if let me put it this way, if they were ever going to make a Miles Morales live-action film where he's an adult, not for nothing, they would automatically go for Donald. Oh Robert. yeah, yeah, That's yeah. yeah. I, I think you're probably right. He his first film was a movie called Mystery Team. That's his first. Film. Wait, I do. I know of it. Michael watched it. He's like, you should check this out. I watched. I looked at like a trailer. I'm like, this looks awful. I didn't watch it. The the um, description says a group of former encyclopedia encyclopedia Brown style child detectives struggle to solve an adult mystery. That's the only thing it says. Right. Um. But so that's his first film that he was in. Uh. But then I'm going. I just lost my place. Uh, because everything else are like video. Sh- He's in a bunch of video shorts and a bunch of TV episodes and things. Not Community, mm-hmm. but like other stuff. Um, he's in Community too, but like even leading up to that, he's a bunch of other little like things. The first, yeah, and then um, Don Glover is consistently one of the most talented fucking guys I've ever seen. I mean, he does a spot on Chris Rock impression. You know how hard it is to do a Chris Rock impression. Yes, yes. his first, his next movie was The Muppets. From 2011. Yeah, he played himself. No, he played a, a junior CD CDE executive, is what it says. So I don't know. I don't know. Okay, what that he was. Com- yeah, he comes on. It's just a quick one-off. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, but I'm just I'm just going through it. And then he was in um, Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. He's in that. I know, I know of it. I, I know, uh, yeah, I know of it too. But yeah, but the, the, so we'll put it this way: his first two like movies, ones that are people are like, okay, I've seen that shit. The most people have seen would be because they came out in the same year. So I don't know what order they're in. I know what they're listed in the order of. Actually, there's three. There's the Lazarus Effect, which I think people have seen. I've heard of it. But then mm-hmm. there's Magic Mike XXL, which I know people so, have seen. So the sequel. And then The Martian. They all came out in the same year. And look, we, we've said it. He's like the best fucking thing. It's Solo, so. I didn't say that. You said that. I think he's good, but I, I didn't say he was the best thing in Solo. Well, in terms of, in terms of the cast? Oh, well, I guess. I mean. He, he, he is one of the, in terms of someone like replacing somebody and being like a younger interpretation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. From that perspective, yes, I agree. Sure. He, he killed it as Lando. I also read that apparently his first. One of his first toys was of Lando. I'm like, oh, when he was when he was a kid. Um, all right, so, so, it, so basically, he's been playing with himself his entire life. Um, <laughs> his, his name is Dog Lover. Yeah, yeah, uh, I know. We talked about that before. The uh, the a uh, part where he like says, "I need to go get more coffee." That slips and eats shit. Yeah, that was an accident. Oh, was it really? Yeah. He, that that was, and he just acted through it, and like that's why the other guys like, "Are you okay?" Like that was genuine concern. Yeah. And really, Scott was like, "That was great. Let's let's just keep it." I loved when he actually spits into the, the like basket, and it's like all baskets. So it just just like goes everywhere. Yeah, he just looks and goes, "Oh fuck." I don't. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was. I mean, look, he delivers. He's able to fucking have a Lord of the Rings conversation with Sean Bean in the room. That's fucking funny to me. What do you mean he has a Lord of the Rings conversation? Well, like they're doing, they they make the whole. Yeah, but that wasn't Glover. That was everybody else. I don't think he says two words. So they talk about the actual plan. 
But that, that's but he's still involved. You could tell. I mean, I'm just trying to imagine the circumstances where Sean Bean is sitting there. He reads the script, right? Yeah. It's just like you're really gonna really. All right. Let's <laughs> not simply walk to Mars. You want me to say that, guys? Like you want me to be the meme on screen? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, what I also read is Jeff Daniels makes a quip saying, well, like, if we're doing this, then I want my name to be Gryffindor or something like that. Gryffindor or something. Yeah, it's some weird Gryffindor name. Gryffindor or something. Yeah. And I read, apparently, there is a feel like, we just think he's making a vaguely fucking, no, I, like, I, I, I Yeah, it is, it's, it's actually a thing in Lord of the Rings, if I recall. And he, yeah. yeah. So it was Jeff Daniels' character be like, oh, you think you, you think I'm, you think you know fucking rings? I'm going deep cuts. Um, and I love Kristen Wiig's like her reaction is like I fu- I hate all of you right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Don Glover gives his whole little speech of like, all right, you're Mars, and then like he goes, he's like, hey, what's your name? He's like Teddy. I'm the head of NASA. I'm the director of NASA. He's like, cool. You're Earth. He's just not fully aware that he's talking to like his boss. Well, it's just like, like when he's talking to like his direct boss. He goes because I remember one point he goes, you do realize you work for me, right? And he goes, yeah. Yeah, he's like, you do realize I am your boss. Right? Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, which, he's like, yeah. Which, not for nothing, if you're a boss and you have to remind someone you do know I am your boss, then you're being a shitty boss. Or you've got a really shitty guy who shouldn't be your employee anymore. I mean, that's one of the two. It's Yeah, yeah, but he, he saved Mark Watney. No, no, I, I get it, but I'm just saying, you know, so. um, It always tickles me to see Benedict Wong show up randomly. Um, so he he's got a moment in this film that I don't. I'd love to get your your interpretation on. Mm-hmm. So it's it's right after Watney blows up the hab and loses his plant growing operation, the the the, the potato growing operation. His shit taters, yeah, right. And so it, it cuts back to Earth, and they're talking about the fact that this has now happened, and they're like. You, you know, and now you have to tell Bruce he's got 40 days to build this thing or whatever it was, right? Like, right. whatever the cut down was. And then it cuts to him just hanging up the phone so you don't see the conversation words he's now told. And he turns to his crew and he's like, I'm going to need to go find a change of clothes. Like, did he just shit himself because of them? Like, what, what, why did he need a change of, like, what, what did that moment made that line necessary to you? Like... Um, I took it as both, um, okay. that he was like, I totally just shit my pants because NASA just told me I've got to do something impossible in 30 days or whatever, yeah, whatever the fuck number it is. Yeah. Yeah. I also interpret it as him saying like, I'm never going to go home. So I need to go get clothes to have here. That okay. See, that's where I kind of took it. That's where I was at too. But it just, like you talk about no, he, the randomness he, that felt really random. You know, yeah, he he he. I I'm okay with saying that he fucking douched his pants. You know, um, there, there's a lot of great one-liners in this thing too. By the way, like that, like um, I love the part right after they finally make con- communication with Watney through Pathfinder, mm-hmm. and the, I, I don't even know the character's name, and I don't give a fuck. But it's the guy behind the computer. He's like, so. Thirty-two minute round trip communication. We can only 
we can only ask questions. They can only give yes, no answers. This is certainly not going to be an Algonquin, Algonquin round table part today, a departe. And, 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 uh, Kapoor's like, are you, what the, are you fucking serious right now? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, who, who, seriously, motherfucker? Like, we're, we made contact with a motherfucker on Mars. Like, work with me, bitch. With, with, if it's 2035, we're talking almost 40 year old technology because they said they lost it in 97. So, uh, 96. you know, no, they lost contact with it in 97. They launched it in 96. You're right. You're so, right. So, yeah. Um, uh, so for almost 40 year old fucking technology, <laughs> you know, like it would be the equivalent of like, like in the nineties fucking fine, like doing a SOS and like, you know, shit like that. Yeah. 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 I guess now I'd be like, you know, mailing a letter, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Snail mail. Um, um, I, I, there's a bunch of, I feel like we, we, we can double back if we have Jeff to. That's Daniels fine. Just for a second. I feel like Jeff Daniels, at least in the beginning, was the closest thing to a villain of this film. Yeah. I, I can see that. But then eventually realized he's just trying to fucking do what he can as director of NASA. Like, yeah, he, but, but, I, I, but I see I see where the, the villain type thing comes in. Like... I think it, I, and I think it lands through. I think it holds through most of the movie. Like, there's not a point. Like, the fact that he fires um, Sean Bean's character doesn't fire. Hasn't resigned. Okay, in the corporate world, buddy, that's that a fire. Fun. I know, yeah. but but <laughs> hey, at least Sean Bean didn't fucking die in this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was just um, asked to fucking resign. Okay, but still, you know what I'm saying. Like, it, I hear what you said. It it definitely was like, you know, I don't know. But then talking about one liners, like I also like Kristen Wiig's line from what after they figure out Watney's alive. Like, dear America, remember that astronaut we left on Mars and we had a really nice funeral for? Surprise, he's alive. Our bad. You know, like <laughs> sincerely NASA. Like <laughs> I know, almost like, feel like that should have just been like the tagline. You no, know, the like tag the tagline should have been. I, I my favorite line in the whole fucking movie, and and Devin I don't even call this full disclosure. Devin I don't even call this movie The Martian anymore. Like I'm referring to it as The Martian today because of our, we're having a com- conversation, and you know if somebody's listening for the first time, I want them to know what the fuck I'm talking about. But like mm-hmm. Devin, I just call this Mark Watney space pirate. Oh no, that's what we're titling this. Yeah, and that, but that's what we call this. Like, like we've we've I I've yelled into the other room. Hey, Dev, you want to watch Mark Watney's Space Pirate? And she'll be like, Yep. And like, she knows exactly what I'm talking about. Like, I we don't call this The Martian. I I got nothing to say about. It. I mean, it's, it's a great fucking title for this episode. Um, I also like the Iron Man reference. We were talking about Marvel's stuff which earlier, ma- which makes me like, which means. Iron Man exists in this world. Well, it's it's that... it's real Earth. It's just 2035. Why wouldn't Iron Man exist? Like, I don't think it Which... implies Iron Man really exists. I think it implies that people are no, aware no, no, of the No, 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 I'm talking book. about the MCU. So, That's like, at one what... point, like, Mar- at one point, Martinez is watching. He's like, why the fuck am I in that, man? No, because technically it doesn't even mean the MCU exists. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but all it's referring to is Iron Man. So, at, comic book character, at, yeah. Yeah, at best the comic book character, maybe the MCU. I, I won't say you're wrong, cause, but we have no way to know either way because they don't reference, like, RDJ or whatever. Sure. You know. Um, so, 
I mean, you could be right, but I I think it's just a reference to the character. I don't think it's necessarily a reference to the MCU. Let me put it this way. In this universe, the Lord of the Rings, the books exist, but not the movies. Because then Sean B. would have been like, why the fuck am I on screen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I think you're right. I think I think both personally I think both references are to the source material, not the sure. uh, movie adaptations that ultimately do exist. I also like the fact that at one point the rover basically becomes like a pet to him. I thought that was hysterical. Mm-hmm. I don't think you notice it, but like he pets it goodbye literally when he shuts it down when he's leaving. I had to pause the movie when he wrote that little note. And said, you know, whoever finds this, be nice. Oh, for the rover, for the big rover. No, no, I meant the little rover, the the little Mars rover, the one that's that's the one I was talking about. But yeah, no, I was talking about the big rover. Also, uh, why did you have to? Why did you have to? Well, my eye was all fucked up, but also because I was just like, it was so quick to see what he had written, so I had to like kind of be like, what the fuck did he write? What what, what random love letter did he write? Yeah. By the way, I got a. Um, you might have seen this too, but I have a direct lineup of. All the Marvel movies and the people that have been in it that are in this movie, if you want me to, like, roll through that. I know we kind of talked about it. We we got most of it. Do you want me to roll through it real quick or no? Sure. Okay. It says, Mar- Watney likens cutting a hole in a suit glove to create a reaction to thruster Iron Man. Uh, several of the actors in the film have starred in our... Or are set to star in various adaptations. So I'm, I'm assuming when this was written, it was before... Because all these movies are out now. But right. uh, Sebastian Stan portrays Bucky Barnes slash the Winter Soldier in Captain America, the First Avenger, the Winter Soldier, and Civil War. Kate Mara play, portrays Sue Storm slash the Invisible Woman in Fantastic Four, Four and a Deputy U.S. Marshal in Iron Man 2. I did forget that. She is the Marshal that hands, hands him the subpoena. I forgot about that. Right. Um, Michael Pena portrays Lewis in Ant-Man and the follow-up Ant-Man and the Wasp. And I believe it's not here, but I also believe that he makes an appearance. Oh, that is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Never mind. I'm thinking of the third one for some reason. But he probably will be in the third one that's coming, I'm sure I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, Donald Glover is the voice of Miles Morales in the animated series, as we already talked about. But he's also and then later appeared in Spider-Man Homecoming. Both Tuatel and Edge of Horror and Benedict Wong later appear in Doctor Strange. And Matt Damon appears as Loki as a Loki actor in Thor Ragnarok, and Jessica Chastain portrays the villain Vuk, I guess is how you would say that, in the X-Men Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So we, we yeah. got all of them all. I think we hit them all. I think the only thing that we missed was uh, Mara as the, the Marshal in Iron Man 2, if we're going to be sure. honest. That was the only one we missed. But <clears throat> um, Yeah. Um, i trying to think if there's any other praises that I have. Um, because I'm, I'm almost ready to like wrap it up and get to the ending and all that. Okay. Well, I, I, I know another, um, I also noticed that, I mean, we would just talk, sometimes we talk about flubs. I did, I did catch a flub in the movie that, that I found really, I always found really interesting. Which is one? When he's leaving the hab for the last time, when he's about to go off and get, into the rover and start this journey over to the to the new map so he can get the fuck off Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, he he signs the wall that he's been counting the days on. Mm-hmm. When he signs the wall, if I'm, I might have it, I might have it backwards. But one of the times he signs it, he signs it M Watney. Then he forgets his helmet. When he goes back to get his helmet, it says Mark Watney. Like it, it's uh, like they oh, had really? him do it a second time or put up. A, I don't know what happened, but yeah, 
I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's an inconvenience um, or an, an inconvenience, an, a um inconsistency. Inconsistency. Yeah. Yeah. So, I thought that well, was just really it. interesting. Um, it's not a. It's. I mean, it, like, is it, it? Like, it's not like, oh, that just ruined the whole fucking film for me. No, like, not, not at all. Um, you know, uh, just trying to think of some other favorite pieces I like before we get to the end. I another one that I actually love. I know it's going to sound weird, but I love when he blows himself up when he's trying to figure out how to make the, the, the greenhouse effect when he's trying to yeah. like that to me, just cause Part he's like, water. yeah. Cause he's like, you know, he's so excited and he's like, woo. And then poof, and just, and then and I don't know if you've picked up on this Rico cause it's subtle, but when he goes back to sit down and talk to the camera or the recording about that, about blowing himself up, Towards the end, he's he's explaining that like you know, um, I blew myself up because I forgot about the calculations of the carbon dioxide that I was thinking I was breathing because I'm stupid. I'm gonna get back to this as soon as my ears stop ringing. If you notice through that whole part, there's a high tinge like like there's a real high tinge yeah. sound playing the whole time to simulate the ear ringing that he's probably experiencing. I thought that was you pretty he- brilliant. Honestly, you hear it more profoundly when he actually does like try to, yes, you know, crack when his he, jaw and yes. move his ears around. Correct. Um, I, it's really funny because when he explains it for someone who doesn't understand what happens, him screaming woo was him adding more. He, yes, he, like that's that's the thing is that like if you don't understand what happened, even as he explains it scientifically, you're still like, what. No, no, he added extra fucking oxygen when it wasn't, you know, when it wasn't going to happen. So he's like, I didn't do my math right because, like, well, I didn't consider the fact that I would scream happily next to fucking fire and carbon dioxide and shit. I I mean, that's true, but I got the impression that that would have happened either way because he was breathing out carbon dioxide and just being in the room. Yes, yeah. but he wasn't into, he, he see that's the thing he wasn't considering emotion to go with science. Sure. Which also uh I I found a random bit of trivia that or at least it could be trivia. Neil deGrasse Tyson thinks this is the first Hollywood sci-fi film where no one dies. That's what he said. I, I'm I'm having to be staring at that. Yeah, it says that. I mean, I've, I I don't have no way to confirm that. I don't think. But I can't think of another because even in fucking Gravity, someone dies. Um, I will also do this. I'm pretty sure this is like maybe the first Ridley Scott film where no one fucking dies. <laughs> I don't know enough of it. I mean, I no because I don't think anyone dies in Matchstick Man. Um, well, no, I don't remember. Someone might right. actually die now, anyway. Plenty of people die in Hannibal. Plenty of people die in Gladiator. Yeah. You know what happened? I mean, the whole fucking, like, he, he almost killed everyone's career when he made fucking Gods and Monsters. No, it was uh, Exodus. That's what it was. Mm. It was a fucking... Ridley Scott does, like, ra- he does sci-fi insanely well, and then when he tries to go biblical and historical shit, it's like, oh, you, stop it. Stop casting white people as Egyptians. It's just not okay anymore. <laughs> um, I got I got to get an answer to a question we asked earlier. This is according to IMDb trivia, so please you know take that for what it's worth because we not just today but we've we've had problems with these in the past. But 
It says here that Watney spends a total of 560 Martian souls on Mars. Of those, four, 543 were stuck, spent after Ares 3 evacuates. In terms of Earth days, Mark spent 578 days, roughly one year and seven months. So I guess he only had a shower for the first month he was there because he said he, he makes the comment. I haven't had a shower in a year and a half. Yeah. And I think so. his argument was he didn't want to waste the water. But they got an earth rig- they had a water reclaimer, so I don't know why you would I don't know why that would be a thing, but I guess. And it didn't give any impression that he wasn't showering until the very end, until they actually had the plan to get him off is when it really seemed like he stopped. Yeah. Like there's a there's a gap from where he announces the plan and then like there's a I wouldn't even call it a montage, but they like they it's clearly a jump in time from mm-hmm. Where they restock the Hermes. Like, that's where the jump starts. Like, right after they restock the Hermes, it jumps to Watney, like, having lost a fuck ton of weight and growing his beard and long hair and everything. That's. And even then, he's walking out of the shower. Yeah. So So it's. That was his first shower. No, that was his last shower before he goes on this. So, therefore, he should not have been smelling ripe. Well, no, he still spent, if, if my math is right, he still spent like almost three months in that rover in that same suit without changing his yeah. clothes. Okay. Which is why yeah, he's so all it's, sore it's an and cut. It's uh, an inconsistent line of dialogue. You know, no, he, I think the dialogue for a year I, and a half, but like I, really, I've been shower for three months, both of which are awful. I think the dialogue's right. I think the numbers here are wrong. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. So. In the book, allegedly, in the he, book, he mentions that if this was done in a, if this, if Hollywood, uh, if if my life was made in a Hollywood movie, and they rescued me, they would all be high, we would all be high fiving each other. That's exactly what happens in the movie. I don't have a problem with that. I just thought it was fucking interesting. I don't remember them high fiving. They all like say hi to each other, but I don't remember being high five. No, no, they they high five and hug each other and blah blah blah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's okay. essentially high fiving. Steph and I both kind of had a bit of a problem with how it it just glosses over the trip back because like a million fucking things could have gone wrong. It just it just seemed like it was too abrupt of a happy Hollywood ending of like, hey, they rescued him. And then, hey, like we still have like another year and a half in space to get back home. I I don't have I a just, problem with it. I don't have a problem with it. I'm sorry. I, I, it just felt like they really kind of shoved the, the the ending was a bit abrupt for me. I'm not saying things needed to go wrong, but I'm saying it would have been far more interesting. I don't think you need it. I think that the bulk, the point of the movie is getting him off Mars. Once you get him off Mars, you can assume that they got back to Earth without needing to see it. Fine, but I'm very curious. I wanted to see more of the repercussions of him being stuck on Mars, health-wise, uh, psychologically, emotionally, if, all if, that shit. If we're going to pick apart the end of the movie, I got a bigger problem with something else than than the trip back. I have, I have a problem. I don't understand exactly how much time passes from the time they actually get back to Earth to the time that he's on that bench. I have zero concept of how much time that is. Is that a year? Is that five years? Is it a decade? How much time the, is there? The only thing it says is day one. So right. that's the implication that it's like the following day after he comes back, which doesn't make any sense. No, because he looks substantially older. And yeah. yes, I know it's a long trip back, but it's only what? Like a, like a year. It's not. 
not to put that much gray on him. You know what I mean? Like he looked gray. It could have been trauma. That's and what I'm saying. I is guess, that but yeah, I mean, I mean, he's also incredibly malnourished. They could have said what they should have had was you could do the day one to keep that like because they were doing with like the souls. Like I get what they were going for with day one. It was to stay with the soul thing that they'd been doing throughout the film. That I'm okay with, but like maybe like day oh, one, one a year, day one a year later, you know, something like that would have been enough for me to be like, okay, that's you know, that would have been enough for me. I didn't need like I I interpreted it as like day one of him. St- restarting his life like that was the first class which it could have been that too but it, i kind of got the impression that it wasn't at the first class he taught because the way he goes into it he goes into it very prepared and it felt like he'd done that speech a few times before um i f- no because he's so quippy throughout the film i just felt like he has a natural charm to be able to like hold a room that's fair enough um, I, I i can i can argue with that that yeah that's, that's but fine. i'm with you i think it should have been like day 50 Instead of Soul 907, just be day 50. So it's like 50 days after he's back. But I, I'm just saying it felt very abrupt, and I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of him, you know, how, like, you know, he's being bombarded by fucking doctors be like, you only ate potatoes for, you know, three years. How are you alive? Well, he also because- had, the, he also had the, those meat ration things, whatever. Those, those are the things that look like little meatloafs, but I don't know what they yeah, actually were. They look, yeah, they look like shit. Um, well, I didn't say they looked good. I just said they were there. Look, the potato diet clearly fucking works. You see how fucking skinny, like... I mean that wasn't even Matt Damon. That was a body double, but like was it? Damon he off- didn't. He yeah, didn't do yeah. that. Damon offered, but he he made a movie called Courage uh, Under Fire. I, I I fuck up the title, but Courage Under Fire is a real movie. I just know that's one he's in. But yeah, I think that's the one I'm talking about. Is that he's a P, he was a uh, he is a uh, a soldier who has severe PTSD and also turns to drugs. And Damon lost like like a fucking ton of of weight and and back in like the 90s damon was was skinny but he had a six-pack like i'm talking like um yeah talented miss ripley era and then he started beefing up for like the Bourne movies but he was just thin even in the Bourne movies though he was never like jacked like he wasn't oh he got jacked as each sequel got like he he got like he wasn't he was tom cruise Mm. mission impossible cut he wasn't like Jack, he wasn't. No, I mean, he wasn't Hugh Jackman, but he was right. Tom Cruise. I'm saying Tom Cruise has muscles, and no, no. But I'm just I mean, saying he wasn't. He wasn't. To your point, he wasn't Hugh Jackman. He wasn't like that. No. Yeah. But look, there, there is a, there's a substantial difference between him as Jason Bourne in the first Bourne Identity and then Bourne Supremacy. He clearly had added like 20 pounds of muscle, and then by like the fourth, the well, the fifth movie officially, but the fourth one he's in, Jason Bourne, he's big he's really big all right um, my point is that he lost a fucking ton of weight for that earlier war film sure and it actually fucked him up health-wise so much that he had to like he still suffers from it like he has kidney problems oh really he, like, wow yeah. Okay. yeah yeah so more i mean he he's a he's a craftsman you know he he's, a, he's a bit the, method he's not daniel day lewis but he's a bit method no. yeah but yeah. he he also like him losing a ton of weight for a role each time affects his health tremendously. Sure, sure. Like 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 every actor, like Tom Tom Hanks has diabetes from all the fucking weight fluctuations he's done. I remember you? T- I think we talked about that before. Yeah. I mean, I it wouldn't surprise me if Robert De Niro was gonna give himself a heart attack for all the work he did for like Raging Bull. 
you know, from like making himself really fucking fat and then like also shedding all the weight by like being a boxer. Yeah. You know, your heart can only fucking take so much strain of thanks for the calories. And oh, wait, now you're going to make me exercise like a motherfucker. Thanks for the calories, motherfucker. Thanks for the calories, motherfucker. Um, Sorry, I couldn't resist. I also have a it's it's kind of random as fuck. Like I like the little thing where Damon sees his first shit potato plant. He's like, hell, I don't know hi what he calls it. Like, hi there. Hey, dude. And then hey there, he's hey, there. Bench, hey there. Yeah. Yeah, when he's sitting on the bench, he sees another potato plant just underneath. No, I think that was a weed, honestly. I didn't think it was a potato plant. I it took made it, as a it weed. seem like it was another potato plant. Well, yeah, it had the same feel to it. Yes. And I think I think it was more I think it was more him being a botanist and seeing plants grow. I don't think it mattered what the plant was. That's kind of how I took... I know where you're going, but that's how I... And yes, it looked very similar, and I'm yeah, I'm positive it was on purpose, but I don't think it was meant to be a potato but plant. But let's know? say it was. Let's say... That'd be a random spot for a potato plant, but okay. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, who the fuck just walked by and be like, you know what, I'm going to paint up plant a fucking potato plant. Under right the sidewalk, because it was in the uh, sidewalk. It was coming through the cracks in the sidewalk. Yeah. So yeah, no. Well, maybe, that... So maybe it was a potato plant. Yeah, I don't think so. Life uh, finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah, I dude, I I still like I know we're finding some issues with it. You're gonna find issue with any movie. Like I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think a perfect movie exists, right? No, no, no. no. You I, know, so I, this is thoroughly an entertaining film. I, I fucking, I still fucking love. This movie. I kind of wish Matt Damon would stop be the motherfucker who needs to be rescued. Oh yeah, because he's the Ryan, right? Uh, yeah, he's Ryan from Saving Private Ryan. He was stranded, needs to be rescued in Interstellar. Okay, I didn't see that one, so yeah. Uh, he here's what I need, right? I need a movie where Matt Damon goes fucking missing, and Tommy Lee Jones needs to go fucking find him. <laughs> Because um, like you got one guy who's always fucking missing and lost, and you got another motherfucker who's only who's most of his career is to find fucking people. Like I'm gonna find that man. I don't know. I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna fucking find him. By the way, give me that movie. I also I also like the scene though where like he's talking about um the uh, the rationing because now he has to ration more because the thing blew the fuck up or whatever the 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 probe blew up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm going to dip this potato in some crushed Vicodin because mm-hmm. there's nobody here to stop me. Yeah. Like, I just. Even if, my, my, even if, like, there was people there, do you think they'd give a fuck? Uh, maybe, but I don't know. Dude, he's, I. He just I, looks I, at I, Lewis. He's like, I'm eating. He just looks at Lewis. He's like, I'm doing all the Vicodin. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. And you make fun of botany. You say botany is a real fucking science. Well, fuck you. My science is not drugs, bitch. Yeah. Listen, let me ask you this. Let, let maybe, maybe, unless there's something else you want to talk about, let's kind of maybe make this our wrap-up point. But yep. the one the one question I have, and like I said, there's a lot of, like, after stuff on the DVD. Like, And, and if you really did enjoy the movie, honestly, Rico, I recommend watching them because it, it, they're equally as enjoyable to kind of, like, wrap up the story. And, okay. maybe, and maybe close some of these gaps you're talking about. Not all of them, but some of them, you know. Um but the one thing that, to me that was never really clarified, and I was looking in the trivia and I didn't see it, and it's not on the wiki, all those things that he recorded, does anybody ever see them? Like, I want to know that... Eventually. Did, no, I don't, I don't know that, because he didn't take it with him. 
Well, they're, it's not like, hey, that was the last time we'll ever go to Mars. Someone's going to find them. But uh, they may be, they may not go to the to that hab because the they Ares probably five will go to that hab. Hab. It's a B. They probably will go to that hab because one is there. They don't have to build another one. It's already established. They'd but it's like, also hey, destroyed. Remember the one the one thing blew off. The yeah, one... but there's still partial hab. Yeah, well, they, yeah. I mean, if they're gonna go to fucking Mars, they may as well make a goddamn detour. You see what I'm saying? Like, well, I mean, the rovers. You remember what he had to do to get that rover to be able to go from Ares three yeah. to Ares four? Like, he had to do a lot of shit to get that rover from point A to point B. Like, rover, red rover, send Matt Damon over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying though, like some of those, some of that stuff is fucking priceless, and there's a chance nobody ever saw it. It's it's a well, you're making a good point, but like I like the how they did it because Tom Hanks alone, he had to fucking talk to Wilson, right? Because otherwise it's just gonna be him fucking freaking out by himself. Sure. Mark Watney talking to us, the camera as the audience, is a great way of filling exposition and also for him to like not go insane. They yeah. do the same thing with 127 hours, and okay. that is based on truth. Right, right, right. Where, yeah, you know, he's talking to the camera right before he cuts his own fucking hand off. I, um, um I, one of my favorite, I mean, I liked, I loved a lot of them, but I think one of my favorites is right at the end. Uh, well, no, I don't know if I can say my favorite. Like, I love the one where he talks about maritime law and he's like, and he explains why he's a pirate. And as far as I know, the little bit of research that I've done on that, that's all legit. Like, that's not made up. Yeah. Like, that shit is actually... Re- like, if that yeah. actually happened, he really would have been fucking Captain Blondebeard. Like, you know... He, 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 you got a movie with fucking young Lando, but he's essentially being Han Solo. Yeah. It, it's, you, you do that, but I mean, like... But I do like the one... I think... I think I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's up there. So when he's... He's like... Scientists, when they're talking about speed... Don't use words like fast. They're only telling me that I'm going to be the fastest man in the history of space travel because they think I'll like the way it sounds. And I do like the way it sounds. <laughs> I'm not going to tell the them that. Kills it. Yeah. I'm not going to tell them that. All right. We'll figure it out. You know, like that whole sequence yeah. is just amazing. Like You're absolutely right. He just like, he just like, all right, look. I'm going to do this shit. <laughs> like I'm saying um, right now, like I, I think I could watch just those entries without the context of the rest of the film and find it equally as entertaining. Uh, are you a fan of Jimmy Kimmel? Uh, to a degree. Yeah. I mean, do you know the animosity between him and Matt David? It's bullshit. It's a, no. Yes. I know the, yeah. If you're, if you're the, the fact that you're clarifying it is bullshit. Yes. I do know about the bullshit. Yes. Okay. So for those who don't know, for some reason, Kimmel as a goof, at the end of every episode of him of his talk show uh, show, he would say, "My apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time," implying that Matt Damon was always backstage, ready to come on and be interviewed and be, you know, the and guest. I, I I think it stems from that Damon at one point was dating one of Kimmel's exes or something. No, like no, that. no, 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 no. See, this is after that. Okay. So his his girlfriend Sarah Silverman, who oof. made a. Sk- Made, oh, bear with me. Made, made a skit uh, where she says, I'm fucking Matt Damon, and like Matt Damon's in the video. That's it. I knew there was something in time. Yeah, yeah, okay. But that was after like years of Jimmy Kimmel being like, I'm sorry, Matt Damon, we ran out of time. 
And so he ends with like, "Hey Jimmy, I'm sorry, we ran out of time." Like so, it's this 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 jokey animosity. Sure. Kimmel, sure. in turn, made a response video with Ben Affleck. Oh, I I think I, I think I saw that. But yeah, tell the audience. I'm fucking Ben Affleck. It's like them being like very gay with each yes. other in throughout this music <laughs> yes, video. Yes. And not only is see like Sarah Silverman just had Sarah Silverman and Matt Damon. Kimmel and Affleck brought in Brad Pitt. Uh, Harrison Ford, the majority of like the popular fucking musical artists at the time because they were doing um, We the World, but they did okay. like you know, fucking Ben Affleck, Robin Williams, <laughs> yeah. Cameron Diaz, Don Cheadle, McLovin, like all this whole fucking dais of what the fuck. Uh, so then, uh, eventually they do get Matt Damon to come on. And Kimmel, like, introduces him by saying every single one of his movies. And then Damon sits down, and then he ends with, like, the man who needs no introduction after he introduces him for, like, five minutes. Sure. Sits him down and says, hey, I'm sorry, Matt, we ran out of time. And Matt Damon, like, it looks like a genuine, like, Matt Damon flipping the fuck out. He's like, what the fuck? After all this bullshit, I thought we were over this. And the credits are rolling. You find out, obviously, it's bullshit. Sure. Ben Affleck sneaks Matt Damon on to on on stage one time when he's promoting Batman. He's wearing a giant oversized suit where it looks like he just has this right. big lumpy thing. And like Kimmel's like, what the what what is this, Ben? He's like, oh no, you know, this is just what happens when you stop working out. You just back on a little weight. Opens up the suit and there's Matt Damon bear hugging straps like legs and everything with like like literally Affleck walked with his buddy just on the screen like fucking bear hugging him so the reason I bring all this up is they do film skits and it was it was hit it was Kimmel and Affleck doing a skit like like a production quality it looks like it's straight up from Batman v Superman okay it's that scene where Clark Kent and uh, Bruce Wayne meet at fucking um, oh the Lex, the, the Lex, Lex Luthor's yeah, yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like in the background, you see Kimmel just kind of walk by, like eating nachos or something. Like, hey, is that is that Bruce Wayne? <laughs> and like, and like they brought Henry Cavill, they brought uh, Eisenberg, they brought Affleck to just do the same scene, but like tweak it just a, sure, a little bit. Sure. And how. Kimmel kind of reveals, like, oh, you're totally Superman. And this is totally Batman. Like, what the fuck? Superman gets so frustrated, grabs Kimmel, fly, like, or punches him, and he flies, lands on Mars. He's like, oh my God, where am I? And then he's like, hey, are you, uh, oh my God, I'm, I'm, it's so great to not be alone. And it's Matt Damon from The Martian. And they both are like, oh, fuck. And it just ends like that. Easily was like it's like the best, slowest, long fucking jokes to have like an amazing punchline. That is funny. That is pretty funny. That's that's funny. Yeah, I you could watch the whole skit and you like it'll it'll just make you fucking laugh. Just of like Matt Damon's like, oh my god, another person. I've been stuck here for ah oh, fuck. That's great. That is that's yeah. I got nothing else to say. Hey, motherfuckers, get ready for a long closing that us podcasters are obligated to do. I try to make this funny, so bear it all with me. If you're currently listening to this after an episode, then you already know how to find us. 
But if someone played this for you and you need directions, then you can listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Or simply Google us. Please don't forget to rate and comment. Seriously, we're not just saying that because we want to. We need your acceptance. Also, we do it live! Fuck it! Sorry. What I mean to say is we show off our shenanigans every Friday on GetVocal.com slash PodAskew. That is vocal, spelled V-O-K-L. This is a way for our fans and friends and family to interact with us and occasionally offer to pay for therapy. Catch these interventions at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Do the math if you're not in either of those time zones. Also, if you happen to like us individually, I do a live reading of books called Rico's Reads. This means I take a look and read a book. Currently, I'm waiting for LeVar Burton to sue my literate ass. But I add funny voices and say fuck a lot. So it's not true plagiarism. So let me tuck your ass in on Thursdays on GetVocal.com at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And for you West Coast dudes, that means 4 p.m. If you want to agree with or yell at us, especially CJ, follow him and me and the show on Twitter. The show is at Potaskew. I am at Rance Rico. And CJ is at M underscore Blade. Clearly, he put more thought into his username than I. We want to thank Logo Mike for our logo. That's why we call him Logo Mike. The dude is our very own Michelangelo. If you want or need some good art, hit him up at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. We got to give a big sloppy thank you to Samuel Lemons for all the original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel dash Lemons. When life gives you Sam Lemons, you better pucker up. And fucking finally... And most important, we have to thank all of you. Well, we don't have to. We want to. It really does mean a lot to CJ and I. You guys have prioritized your time listening to us. We really, really appreciate it. Hang tight for the post-credit. Damn it. I need a smoke. Mark, please watch your language. Everything you type is being broadcast live all over the world. Yeah? If dog people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen.